live on the Exeter Sports Network at the new Birdies Inn. Welcome to the Exeter Sports Wrap-Up 2023, featuring a full wrap-up of the entire year in Exeter Sports. Here are your hosts, Jerry Gallup and Darren Ziner. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Exeter Sports Network 2022-2023 Roundup. We are coming to you live from the new Birdies Inn. Jerry Gelliff, he has been by my side all year long as our producer. Jerry, welcome. Thank you, Darren. Uh, it's really good to be here at Birdie's, my favorite place in Exeter. Come to Birdie's. You get good food. You get good service. You get smiles from people. Birdie's is the place in Exeter. It absolutely is. And friends, family, parents, students, athletes, Today, a celebration of Exeter Township High School Athletics. As we've mentioned so many times on the air, Jerry, this season, a true renaissance for Exeter sports. It's been going on now for uh, actually all of the three seasons that we've covered sports. We're seeing district championship after district championship. We're seeing county championships. We're seeing multiple county championships, individual honors. You name it, Exeter's producing it. 27 sports to cover. That's right, friends. That's how many sports, if you were an Exeter athlete, that you had the potential to play. Of course, not that you would play all of them. That might be a little challenging. But we're going to do it in our usual way. We're going to certainly showcase the athletes. And, yeah, a couple of you out there, get ready. All right? You might be unassuming and kind of in your own conversations right now. But don't worry. We'll take care of that. But... We have been just so appreciative, Jerry, of we, we talk about our sponsors and, of course, you know, John and, and Patty being one of them here at the New Birdies Inn. But the students, the parents, the fans, the support that we've gotten all year round, very appreciative of that. Darren, this thing was started with the idea that we were going to cover sports during COVID because people weren't going to be allowed to come to the games. So once we got out of COVID and people could come back, I mean, there's no turning back because we had momentum going. And the focus went from just getting it out to making sure that these student athletes who we have seen the blood, sweat, toil, and tears, that the word gets out about their great and amazing accomplishments to you. So everyone, this is an off-the-cuff presentation of the Exeter Sports Network. Jerry, we are going to have our regular banter that we've had all season long. We hope that it's entertaining. It brings to light some of the amazing, talented athletes that we have here at Exeter. You ready to do it? I'm ready. All right, let's go. We are going to start. All right, get ready. This is going to be a whirlwind. 27 sports to do, and we don't want to turn this into a three-hour event. So we could. We're gonna, we could, but something tells me they may not be here. So we're not going to do that. We're going to try to fire away. All right, so we'll start off with the fall of 2022. Two individual golfers. How many of you golf out there? Yeah, how many of you are brave enough to golf out there? Yeah, I'm, I'm included in that. All right, yeah, hackers of galore. 
All right, so we had two individual Exeter golfers that qualified for the District 3 tournament in York, Pennsylvania. Congratulations to Kyle. And, and oh, I got to say this too, all right? And my apologies. I know you, anybody that has ever played sports and somebody else announced your name, you screwed it. They, or they screwed it up, right? And you looked at him, you're like, really? How can you mess up Smith? So if I do screw up a name, feel free to yell at me. Tell me what it is. We'll correct it, and we'll try to get it right. All right. Having said that, congratulations in golfing Kyle Steck and Andrew Bauer for qualifying for the District 3 tournament. That says a lot. That's amazing. It absolutely it's is unbelievable. amazing. Darren, we have, I think, a member of the golf team. No? Okay. My bad. I was going to embarrass you and bring you up. All right. So now that that embarrassment didn't work, we will move on. Now I'm the one who's embarrassed. <laughs> nice try. All right. So covering golf, we're going to move on to the boys, girls, and boys cross-country teams. All right. If you are a fan of cross-country... Exeter was the school to watch. Both teams, 15-0, both teams winning the BCI AA championships. Friends, that is absolutely fantastic. We move on to the girls and boys water polo teams. Uh, Do you ever play water polo? No, because I'm averse to uh, drowning horses. (laughs) Yeah. If, if you have ever tried playing water polo, it, it's one of those... Now, we're going to go back in the day. I don't... Do they still... Hey, kids, do they still in gym class, you have to be in the pool and you got to blow up your jeans? We don't have order? a pool. We no. don't have a pool at Exeter. Yes, you do. No, we don't. Somewhere. How do you not know that we don't have a, a pool? A backyard pool? I don't go to Exeter. I wasn't aware of that. Exeter okay. is fantastic swimmers, as we'll talk about. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So why would I not think that? Because Exeter is the place to be for sports. All right, so my understanding... Oh, there you go. Clap, Come on. Clap, clap. Okay. Cheap applause. All right, he's talking me up here. So you're telling me that those of us who are old enough to know and may have had a pool where we went to school, we blew up our jeans and we used them as floaters. You remember those days? No, You didn't do that not. in uh, no. Michigan? No. What? Come on, somebody else did it out there, right? Somebody, like, in health class or... No? I'm not that old. Come on. That is the weirdos in Muhlenberg. No, that was just what we had. It was part of the class, you know? All right. So the only reason I say that is it was hard enough floating with jeans like a buoy. Now it's water polo where you're trying to propel yourself for an hour and a half. Forget about it. The (laughs) amount of energy that takes is unbelievable. All right. So... The girls' water polo team, senior Megan Unruh, 400 career goals. Absolutely phenomenal. That is just incredible. So, Megan, congratulations. More or less stay afloat and not drown as the horse scenario that's in now you gave. (laughs) Needless to say, Megan, uh, an amazing accomplishment, so congratulations. So, we cover water polo. Now we go to football. Did you do boys? Uh, let's see. Uh, I have boys here, but I haven't covered them yet. I will. I All promise. Right. My bad. They're on a different page. My bad. <laughs> All right. So we'll get to the boys' water polo team. However, 
Next on the list, and you may have heard this team did fairly well, 12-1 and overall, ranked number two in District 3-5A. How about the Exeter High School football team? We had the pleasure of covering football week to week, and let me tell you something. From a standpoint of sheer talent that came together, we didn't see it at first. We, were, we started off in Daniel Boone. It was a late August day, 85 degrees, and Exeter didn't look... They, they did win the game, but they didn't have that persona that they were going to take it deep into the season. It was the opening game nerves. Is that what we're going to call it? That's what it was. Anthony, is there such a thing? All right. (laughs) We've got Anthony Cachese with us. Hey, Anthony, you thought, oh, he's eating now. See, I can't call him Too big. Come on. Come on. Uh, Oh, oh, we're uh, going to break him from his. uh, Here is the University of Delaware recruit, Anthony Cachese. He's going to join us here. Throwing on the headset as we speak. We had the pleasure of talking to Anthony a couple times during the season. Anthony, does your, does your mood ever change? Because every time we talk to you, you are just very level. In fact, the one day I talked to you, we were walking to a game, and you were just kind of like, yeah, we got another game to play. I'm amp up for it. Do you get fired up for football games? Uh, I mean, for sure. You know, it usually happens in the locker room, but, you know, I like to keep a, a level head at all times. I feel like. You know, to be the best player, you got to be calm, cool, and collected. So, congratulations to you just playing in the Big 33 game. Uh, come on, give it up for him. <laughs> that is awesome. a, an absolute huge accomplishment. Tell us what your experience was like there. Uh, I mean, it, it was awesome. You know, a lot of, a lot of really good competition. Uh, a lot of, met a lot of really cool guys, and, you know, we also got to do something called the Buddy Program, you know, and uh, give back to the community a little bit, so... Yeah, it was just a, it was a great experience, you know, bigger than life. I'm so happy I got invited. So let's talk about Exeter football. We go into the season not even knowing who our quarterback is, all right? So you, you're on the offensive line. It's either going to be Joey. It's either going to be Mason. You don't really know. When do you find out who the quarterback is going to be? It was probably a, a little bit before the first week we found out. Um, but, I mean, I knew we had two two good options in Joey and in Mason. And I, you know, kind of thought going in that they would kind of be splitting a little bit. But, I mean, Mason really stepped up and he showed us that, you know, he belongs in that spot and, you know, he played great. Absolutely. Mason did all season long. So, football ends 6-0 and in the regular season. And as the season went on, was there a time when you saw, you know what, we've got something special going on here? Yeah, I mean, 100%, and I think it just built as the season went on, as we were winning more games and, uh, you know, playing better teams. I think, you know, we knew that, you know, we had a special team and, you know, we could take it somewhere. Richie Karstein, we're talking the battering ram, of course, in the backfield. (laughs) What was it like once you established, of course, you guys, you had a fantastic offensive line. You had the McConnell brothers, Lucas Palange being up there, Zach Zandier, the tight end. What's it like having a guy like that running behind you? I mean, it's amazing. You know, I mean, that's, that's my best friend growing up. So, you know, we got the chemistry, and he's a big dude, man. I mean, I know he's going to hit the hole, and he's just going to run over someone if I don't block him. So, you know, I just got to do my job. 
We even talked about that where we didn't want to be on the other side of the line <laughs> having Richie coming. Not only you blocking us, but, I mean, we're a little bit older now, so it might hurt a little bit more. But needless to say, having Richie coming at us, it's we're not stopping him. We need, <laughs> we need Lucas, you know, as far as our linebacker yeah. coming up to make the hit. So, yeah, it was fantastic watching you guys all season long. So tell us your thoughts now. You're going to become a Delaware Blue Hen. Tell us where you're coming from going into your, of course, finishing out, graduating, yep. and uh, where, where your thoughts are going to Delaware. I mean, you know, I'm just super excited to get up there. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, first camp, first workouts is going to be this Monday, this upcoming Monday. So, you know, I'm just ready to put in the work and, you know, try to see the field as soon as possible. It's, you know, it's crazy, you know, coming to, new, to a new program and starting at the bottom again, but, you know, I love it, man. It's grind time. So I understand. Did I see that Delaware actually plays Penn State on the schedule? Did second I see game. that correctly? Yep, second game of the season. Second game. You got that circle? Oh, Is yeah, that yeah, one of those yeah, you have it's, circled? It's in the calendar. That's right. So <laughs> it'll be great to see, of course, Joey over at Penn State. You'll be down at Delaware. So certainly looking forward to that. Anthony, we appreciate everything that you've done for uh, Exeter Athletics. Of course, we'll talk about basketball in a little bit. But congratulations with football. All the best to you down in Delaware. Friends, let's hear it. Anthony Cachese. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. All right. After that interview, yes, Anthony, thank you very much. Go back to eating your cold food now. Yeah, now that that we took away Something tells me he's going to have to get used to that. It's going to be, he's going to be sitting at a table. Somebody's going to recognize him. He's eating his chicken wings, and he won't get back to him for another 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to happen. You were merciful in not uh, keeping him too long. Sorry to remind him of that, but <laughs> it'll happen. <laughs> Do you want to go to break now? If you would like to, we can. Why don't we go to break? We will be right back. It's the 2022-23 Exeter Sports Roundup. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. 
There's something happening every day of the week at Birdie's. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday. Open Mic Tuesday. Trivia or live music on Wednesday. Thursday is karaoke with Angie and live music on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the in thing to do. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. You're listening to Exeter Eagles Football on the Exeter Sports Network. We continue with the Exeter 2022-23 Sports Roundup. And, Jerry, we're going to do the boys' water polo. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So the boys' water polo team, a challenging season. However, they did have some standouts, and, and hopefully my numbers are correct here. Aiden Bohm, 73 goals, 27 assists. Skyler Burnish, 41 goals, 28 assists. Evan Carl, 47 and 15. And let's face it, those kind of numbers I talked about, of course, it was really, it was a, a total fail as far as my experience, shall we say, in health yeah. class when I was a little younger. But needless to say, those kind of numbers, very impressive. To me, it is. Uh, how many games did they play? Uh, they were going to play 14 or 15 games. You're telling me people scored 45 goals in 14 games? It's, that's, I'm, that's what I'm telling wow, you. Wow, man. A, it's a good, impressive number. It really is. To be putting up 73 goals in a season. And 73. Yep. So congratulations to the boys' water polo team. We certainly wish them well as they move into next season. We are going to move into a generally new topic in the high school sports realm. Do you, might, you know what that might be? I'm going to take a guess, and you're going to say girls wrestling. Girls wrestling. How about that? They had a, success, a successful second season in their respective weight classes. Haley Pearsall and Molly Lubinow both earned sixth-place medals in the Central Regional Girls Wrestling Tournament being among the top 20 female wrestlers in Pennsylvania within their respective weight classes. That is absolutely incredible, especially in their second year. Yes, it absolutely is. And, and Darren, I, I remember when they started two years ago and the ladies were uh, wrestling on both the, the ladies and the boys team, but they... I believe, are now only against other female teams. Right. And I believe the PIAA just made it an official they sport. They indeed did, yes. That's exactly right. So it's a great thing. It is. And even going further, Haley and Molly both represented Exeter Township at the Pennsylvania Girls State Wrestling Tournament, Molly's second time earning a spot in the state championship, Haley's first time. So 
you want to talk about putting a lot of time in in order to get to that level in a very short period of time. The girls' wrestling team, certainly a lot of, a lot of looking up to as far as uh, these next couple of years. Absolutely, and I think the other thing you need to look at is these are trailblazers. They absolutely are. Second season. This is going to be something in 50 and 75 years. It'll be like looking back at 1910, you know, <laughs> as far as stuff that we would do right now. So, yeah, congratulations to them. As far as the boys' wrestling program, a successful year for them, taking seven wrestlers to the district tournament, eight all-division selections. The team placed fourth in the BCIAA individual tournament and fourth in the PIAA District 3 Section 1 tournament. So placing seven wrestlers, and I'm going to get some names for you while you do a little talking right here, but a phenomenal number for the Exeter wrestling team. Yeah, and it's just one more thing that is adding to the, you know, what we keep calling the golden era. You just keep doing well, and it's year in and it's year out. And Mike and I had, Mike Boyer and I had opportunity to cover two of the events this year the blue and white duels at Exeter and the Octorara duels. And I forget what, what Octorara means. But, <laughs> and, and to watch them, I, like, I can't imagine wrestling one time, much less three, four, five times in a day. And to, we've had, Mike, how many is it in the last two years? Three reach 100 victories? Three wrestlers reach 100 victories in a career. And I mean, it's, it's stunning. Here are the team members, and I'm going off of something that, of course, an event that occurred earlier this year. But at 107, it was Cole Forsyth. 114, Richard Orfield. At 121, Ian Luberdow. 127, Joey Henderson. 133, Michael Borgia. 139, Ashton Warkol. 145, Cody Manning. 152, Matthew DiPiero. 16, DiPiero. See, I told you. Man, so oh, Italian and, and names we didn't even have to up, have them. Oh, it's Italian. Oh, I'm, I'm, Italian I, names mess you up. Forget it. Yeah, they mess me up. All right. Then at 160, it was Finn Strauss. 172, Austin Cataldi. 189, Cody Morgan. 215, Logan Wegman. And at 285, Joshua List. I couldn't even sniff. Now, of course, Anthony's 280. I couldn't sniff 285 <laughs> in high school. What, what's going on there? <laughs> That's crazy. They're big, big dudes. <laughs> and it, it's funny, man, but when, when you're at these matches and you watch them get onto the mat, you know they're these gentle giant kids, but you look at the size of them and you go, my God. <laughs> and then you see two of them pulling at each other and wrestling. And it's, it's just, how do they call up the energy? If, if you've ever tried to expend that amount of energy for three minutes at a shot, mm-hmm. you really have to be in condition. Because I'm done after the first eight seconds. And against a dude the same size as you and maybe bigger? Yeah, and he's putting an elbow in my face and right. forget it. I'm done. It's history. All right. So that will take care. Let me make sure I got it here. Boys wrestling. Let's did, go. Did to- we applaud for boys oh, wrestling? Oh, boys wrestling. All right. Congratulations. 
We will move on to bowling. Bowling was one of those things I enjoyed. Yeah, man. Oh, we got some bowlers out there. Excellent, All right. Excellent. Hey, where's the bowling team? All right. Who wants to be the spokesman? Yeah, who's who's going to be the spokesperson? There you go. Get Come yourself on up, up here. here. Here we go. So the boys and the girls both finish at four and two. They made the BCIAA playoffs and the Eastern Regional Tournament. And as far as the girls, led by all Berks County players Haley Schwank and Kayla Culp, and for the boys, Keith Lurch. So fantastic season for bowling. And who do we have joining us in the Exeter Sports Network booth? Keith Lurch. Keith Lurch. Hey, there you there go, you guys. All right, Keith, how long have you been bowling? Uh, second grade, I think. Second grade? Yeah, All right. I think. Very good. So tell us what your experience was this year as far as not only, of course, Exeter Bowling, but your teammates. Well, this year was, I don't want to say very different, but it was pretty much different because my first year we had the same core guys all the way up until this year, which most of them graduated last year. So it was a little different having a bunch of new guys on the team. But it was pretty easy to mold them together pretty quick and be able to compete. Did you feel any extra pressure because you're setting the standard now? You're, you're the senior? Yeah. All right. You're the senior. You're saying, look, this is Exeter Sports. This is what we expect of you well after I'm gone. Did you feel any extra added pressure with that? Uh, a little bit. Not much just because I knew I was going to be able to – help them the best that I could to get them settled in to, for us to be able to compete. But it was a little bit to think about. It was, it was tough in the beginning, but after we got our feet wet a little bit, it was just smooth sailing from there. So as I'm looking at my notes here, the BCIAA playoffs, the Eastern Regionals, tell us what that experience was like. Uh, counties this year, we, we were the third seed this year where we've been the, last, uh, the second seed the last two years. Um, we had our division, Division One, where if you're the second seed, you bowl the teams in Division Two. Third seed bowls Division One, so we knew we were most likely going to meet Wilson earlier than we have the last two years, and we did. And you know, it's it's not expected, but you know, they've had our number multiple times in the last two, three years. So it was what it was. But regionals, um, I'm trying to think about what happened. That's all right. You, we, we've got all the time well, in the world. Well, it's Keith, all good. last year you were the regional champs, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was fun. That I was bet a, it was. That was a fun ride home. <laughs> so who who were teammates uh, going into that? Uh, Colson Taconis, Connor Freewald, Ethan Reimert, myself, and Landon. He's back there. It's here for Landon. Yeah, that's right, Landon. Landon minding his own business, like, as long as they don't call me. Yeah. <laughs> he showed up, and I told him he could come up here instead. But uh. <laughs> I guess I didn't really get a choice there. All right. Well, congratulations on Thank a you. fantastic year. We appreciate you taking some time with us. Hey, friends, let's hear it for him. <laughs> Keith Lurch. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. It's not always easy. Keith, it's not always easy just coming up here cold and having questions thrown at you, is it? No. Not at all. That's right. <laughs> so nicely done. We appreciate your time. Let's move to girls' basketball, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Girls' basketball. 
this season was all about improvement. Now, we covered girls' basketball last year, and, and it was a challenging year. It was. Two wins all season long. So yep. one of those, they were trying to find their footing. They were a young team and trying to turn that corner. Well, this year, from two wins, they went 11 wins, and, Jerry, they make county playoffs. It's a beautiful thing, uh, seeing that quick turnaround with a new coach, and they have definitely built a, a, uh, a base for the future. They have, of course, led by Grace Reedy. She's a rising senior, 22.1 points on the year. She led the county in girls scoring. Talk about a talent. She literally made her space, a very physical player inside, can hit the outside three. So a lot of hope for Exeter basketball moving into next season for the girls. Let's hear it for them. Do we have any players here? Any girls basketball players among us? We have a coach here. We have a coach here. We would like to hear from the coach. Come on, coach. Let's go. Wait, I was going to say, Keith made it up here. You can make it up here. <laughs> Jerry, you know what? Jerry has come so far. When we first started this, we weren't really sure. We were trying to figure out as far as what roles we would play. Jerry has come such a long way. Jerry, you take this interview. I take this interview? Yeah, take this interview. Folks, here is assistant coach with the girls' basketball team. Cindy Boyer. Thank you, Jerry. The, the, uh, the, the mainstay in the Boyer family. She's the one that we would depend on. We, we work as a team, Jerry. We work as a team. Don't be so modest. So, Cindy, tell us about the, the basketball season. I think one thing that you had mentioned before, this year was a great year because we we're beginning to build this culture. And um, coming out and, and winning our division at 7-4 was, was marked for us. And I think mm -hmm. we, we understood what we had to do. And I think Derek um, and uh, Jamie um, and Justin, we all try and work together to provide that avenue for those girls. They each know their role, and they're continuing to improve and really develop their individual skills. So this year was, I think, a stepping stone to where we want to be. Yep. Uh, we, we got into counties, which was... Um, one of our goals, and then just trying to make it a little bit further by .001. I think we missed that um, to move in the, the next step. So it was a great year to be around those girls, and they did a phenomenal job. We went to the county game. Now, we didn't cover the game, but we went to the county game. And, of course, you ran up against the buzzsaw. We did. That is Amaya Stewart. And, and I mean, she, she's going she's gonna to do a lot of damage to folks from this point forward. And so... What do you have in place for next year that we're going to be seeing more advancement? I think we're really looking to develop our defensive end of the game. Um, Grace Reedy, as you know, is, is our top scorer, but we have a lot of other girls who are um, such an important part of our team, and that team concept and developing a really strong offense where we can both hit inside and have those great threes on the outside is going to give us another look again. Um, we're looking to do a lot more of our ball handoffs. We're looking to be um, a powerhouse defensively, and that will help with our transition. Excellent. Cindy, thanks for coming up Thank and you, uh, going against you, your, your normal shyness. We appreciate 
I like to take the back seat. <laughs> we appreciate you coming up. Thank you. And we really look forward to the next basketball season. As do I. Thank you again. Thank you, Thanks, Cindy. Cindy. We move to another team that we had the pleasure of seeing all year long. And, and what we saw here was we got to about midseason. And midseason, the team just put the foot on the accelerator, and it became a totally different team. They gelled. The, the guards started playing with the center. And, of course, we're talking about boys' basketball. So... Uh, I see Teddy Snyder out there. He was uh, pretty much minding his own business. That's right, just like Keith was. Teddy, you want to come join us for a little bit? Guard Teddy Snyder. So the boys' basketball team, 10-2. They were the Burks 1 league champs, 27-7 and overall. They are the District 3-5A champs, the state runner-ups, Teddy, what a phenomenal season. What's your When you think back on the season, what's your recollection of it? Oh, it was just great. It was almost like a dream because I never thought we'd make it that far in, so, in anything. So tell us where your three-point shot comes from. For those of you that don't know, Teddy, he would just get a quick shot, a quick pass, I mean, put up a three, and there was a stretch in the middle two-thirds of the season that you were unstoppable. You carried the team through some... So I'll say some little valley there. Where did your three ball come from? I always thought of myself as a, I, I don't think I shot my best this season, but it was there at times. But just from my dad, pretty much. My dad always was a good shooter mm. and when he played. So he, he can shoot the mid-range, but the three is too far for him now. <laughs> <laughs> he got old. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Reality hurts. It does. What are you going to do? So, Teddy, you come into this season, were you, really, I mean, when you think about expectations, yes, you know what, we've got a decent team. Uh, Joey, of course, had moved on to Penn State. What, what was your thought, do you remember, as far as coming into the season? Um, I, I knew we had a chance to, like, at least compete for the county championship and stuff like that, but I never really thought about going. I mean, as the season went on, he, we all got that confidence to be able to make a far run. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this before, I think, probably over at the Leader Crunch, I believe, we were having a... You and Anthony Cachese in a dance-off, who wins? Um, <laughs> that was here. <laughs> oh, was it here? All right, uh, it was I here. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I don't know. You were pretty right, quick to say you. All right, the music's going up. Get out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have it right here. We're not going there. That's all right. So, Darren, let me put in my, my one great memory. It was last year. Okay, home against Wilson. We're down to like 6.4 seconds. Yeah. Darren's making the call, and he says to Cachese, the ball goes to Snyder, <laughs> and he drills the three! <laughs> and you won the game. And the, the screams from the crowd, I had to like fiddle with the knobs to, to pull everything down. It was that loud coming at our mics. What a great moment. How did you feel? Like, and, and it happened numerous times this year, too. You had that kind of a high like as, as you went through the playoffs, as you went through, you know, and you got to the, to the state final. That rarefied air. Most of us will never feel anything like that. Yeah, it was a, 
that was a good moment. This year it was much better than any game winning shot, but that was that was fun. It was it was nice to be able to get a three down two like that. On a, I thought it was a buzzer beater, but you know they still had like they had they had like they gave him more time. I feel like, but they had like a second left or something to get a shot off. Didn't matter. No. Didn't matter. All right, so we're going to talk about tennis in a little bit. Uh, we'll have somebody else talking about that, but we wanted to recognize Teddy as far as uh, your tennis uh, accolades thus far. We'll we'll talk about it in a little bit, but okay. we just wanted to get that in since, hey, we've got you on the uh, headset. We might as well give you all the accolades we can, right? <laughs> all right, friends, Teddy Snyder. Thanks, Ted. Teddy, thank you. Good to see you. All right. Something we go to that my girls were involved in, I think, in like two years. And it, it was something where I was actually glad that they were participating. And I didn't understand it at the time. I'm a guy, played sports, but cheerleading. They, it really, cheerleading, when they were in cheerleading, I really came to appreciate what cheerleading is all about. And the Exeter Varsity cheerleaders competed in the ICU World School Cheerleading Championships in Florida. They win first place, named world champs in the medium varsity NT division. Absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations, cheerleaders. That is just absolutely awesome. We have a cheerleader. Oh, we've got a cheerleader. We have a cheerleader. All right. You know what that Victoria, means. Come on up. All right. So we have so Victoria Cachese. That's right. Victoria Cachese. Thank you. She even introduced herself earlier. And I'm sorry, I, you know, being old and not remembering anything. All right. So tell us about your experience down in Florida. Um, I know we had an upset. We didn't make it to finals and nationals at all. But that, like, last day, like, that practice in the morning, I think that really set the tone, and we hit at Worlds. Okay. How long have you been cheerleading? For a while, since I was, like, four or five. Since Ouch. four or five. So you don't know anything different. Yeah. So what, what did your team consist of? Is it a younger team? Is it an older team? Um, I know we had four seniors, and then there was a good amount of juniors, a couple sophomores, but a lot of freshmen. Mm -hmm. But like on that team that we competed at Worlds, there was I think four freshmen, so not or five, five freshmen. So it wasn't too many. But and what class are you in? I'm a freshman. You're a freshman. All right. So we talk about this renaissance of Exeter sports. You've gotten to where you have as far as in cheerleading. So do the freshmen feel any? I don't want to say pressure, but it's a matter of you know what? Now we've got to keep the ball held high so that everybody understands exactly what it is that we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, like, years past when they, like, won nationals and worlds, like, everybody was thinking about that. And then I think that, like, last day when we were practicing, everybody was kind of like, we can actually do this. And we were looking at other teams that we were competing against and, like, knowing that we could. And one of the teams that we were competing against for worlds was one of the teams that, like, the team that pushed us out of finals for nationals. So we were kind of like, we gotta do this <laughs> tell us about the mentorship of the upperclassmen and you being a freshman on this team tell us how they've influenced you and in, in how you have progressed through cheerleading i know that all of our upperclassmen like this past season were really good like they showed us what to do and they really were good at teaching us like if somebody didn't know something they were always there to help everybody else 
Have you ever been a flyer? No. No, okay. I was going to say I... <laughs> no, it wasn't going to be something I would do either. Uh, how many flyers are there on the team? Um, five, I think. Five. But just for that, like, competition. Yeah, well, good for them, and they can be the flyers because, yeah, that's a little tough. So what are your aspirations now as far as, you know, you've, you've gotten this far. Obviously, the bar a little higher, a little bit further to go. How are you feeling about next year? I think we'll do good. We're, like, starting practicing already. Like, over the summer, we always have workouts. And I think the coaches, like, knowing that we can make it that far, like, they're going to go for it again. All right. Fantastic. Friends, Victoria, thank you for joining us. Victoria Conchese, nicely done. Thanks, Victoria. Victoria, you handled that really well. Obviously, you're sitting there. You just want to blend into whatever you're probably, you know, eating there. But nicely done as far as joining us. Darren, she did not want to come up here. Well, no. In fact, when we first said it, she, I don't think she moved. <laughs> I think we said, all right, Victoria, come on up. We got a cheerleader. She's like, no, it's not me. So, yeah, that, I don't think she really wanted to come up here. But nicely done. We appreciate your time. And now, you want to do another break? If you would like, we yeah, could let's do, do a break. break. That'll allow me to get my notes in order here as we go to another phenomenal season for the boys and girls. We will talk about indoor track once we return. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Eventually, eventually, <laughs> eventually, you will be. <laughs> Maybe. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the oldies on Monday, open mic Tuesday, trivia or live music on Wednesday, Thursday is karaoke with Angie, and live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdies' Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. We are back. 
So as I mentioned, we will go to track. Starting with the boys, they were 5-0 and in Burks 1, 6-0 overall. The girls, 3-2, 3-3 overall. For the girls, their qualifiers going into the meet of champions, which was back in February, Hayden Adams for the pole vault, Gabrielle Keith, the 8 800 and 1600 meters. Carly Keith, the 800 and 1600. And I think that was it for the girls. For the boys, Ashton Fazek in the 600 meter, the Manuel Boyd 200 meter, Lucas Peterson, the 400 meter, Keegan Sneeringer Sabatka, the shot put. Cameron, and here's one of those enunciation deals. Yes. Cameron Neefsy, N-E-A-F-C-Y, in the pole vault. So I, if I got that right, the distance medley team and the 4x200-meter relay team. So you want to talk about a number of, and I could grab names and stuff, and I'm actually Logan. I forgot Logan. Logan Wegman. Yes, Logan Wegman as well has come on in all three the discus, the javelin, and the shot put, uh, putting up some impressive numbers. Uh, a little more than impressive numbers. And, Darren, we do have a track coach here. We are, have a are track you, coach are here. Are you going to track them down? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, horrible. Don't, don't, yeah, that's so bad. I'm snapping my fingers at him. Come on over. Come on over. All right. Kevin Full will be joining us. Jerry, you did so well with that last interview. You can take this one, too. I, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Okay, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So, Coach Kevin yes. Full, tell, tell us what you coach specifically. Uh, I'm the throwing coach for the high school. Uh, I do shot put and discus. Okay. Yes. Give us the overall of the team. Um, I mostly worked with the guys, and uh, in the beginning of the season, it was it was interesting because they're an amazing group of kids, and they're all juniors and sophomores, and uh, no seniors, which I was surprised. And uh, they've all known everybody, each other, for a long, long time, and do multiple sports with each other. So it came in, and I didn't really know what to expect. So I met with them individually, and I said, "Okay, what's your goal for this year?" And they all gave me their goal, and I said, "No, that's not your goal. This is your goal." And all of them surpassed it or met their goals this season. Um, it was it was uh, an amazing season for them. Um, Logan Wagman was in the beginning. Logan had never thrown before. He's a sophomore, and, and then there was uh, Keegan uh, sneering Sabaka, and he was the top shot putter, and he's a junior. And then there was uh, Logan Miller, who's his specialty is more discus, and he got hurt midway through the season. And so I was like, okay, Logan, I, have, I, I keep written lists of my guys and what they throw, and also I do a, a Google Doc on them. And Logan was the third guy on the third page. So it was Keegan, and then it was Josiah Newman, and then Logan Wegman. And then throughout the season, it kind of just flipped. And then Keegan, uh, he almost got to 45 feet this year, and, and Logan – you know, as we know, made it to place third in districts and fifth at states and just surpassed all 
every single thing that I thought he would do. I thought, you know, if I can get these guys that are throwing a little under 40, if I can get them to 45, I'm, I'm doing a good job for coaching. And then just to go up to almost 54 feet like Logan did was amazing. Okay, and don't forget that Logan, as you said, had never thrown yep. before. Yep. And ends up fifth in the state. Yes. Yeah, at Districts, he, he uh, had a PR in which put him in the top 50 shot putters in Pennsylvania. And I don't know if he is now because at States, they didn't do that, but on uh, – um, I would assume he's probably in the top 25 now. Okay. And he's going to be a junior going in. And uh, like I said to him on Twitter, what you saw, I said, just keep eating and keep lifting. <laughs> keep eating keep lifting. That's all he's doing. Uh, Logan is also going to be playing football. Yes. He's turned into a little bit of a monster. He's, yeah. He's, he just what made the 1,000-pound pu- club, I guess, they have at the extra uh, weight room and everything like that. Good for him. And uh, – I, I, I want to see more out of him. So now we, I talk about this with the guys. I said, so next year it's a possibility that we're going to have uh, what, three guys at discus, three guys at shot put, four districts and states. I don't know if you can because I know you can have two because you're only allowed to give so many. Like even invitationals, you can put two people in. So if you, you can put a third in per event for only five events. So it would be like, okay, I can – because Josiah Newman's – I think he placed second in when we had um, counties for discus. And Logan doesn't – he doesn't practice enough on that, and Josiah is really down with his spin and everything like that. And I think it's going to be a, a heck of a year, and the Exeter throwers are going to really make things happen next year. It's going to be insane. And insane. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Exeter Track continues its uh, great upward tra- trajectory next year. Yep. Kev, thanks for jumping up. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Kevin. There you go. We move on. Boys volleyball. Now, if you haven't attended a volleyball game, we actually had the pleasure of attending on Tuesday against yeah. Mannheim Central. Yep. A game in which Exeter goes down two sets to nothing, and we're looking at each other like, uh-oh, look out. Mannheim Central obviously has the horses to make it happen. Well, in watching that game, Exeter pulls it out 3-2. They win 15-11 in the fifth and deciding set. But in that game, Gage Gabriel, 32 kills, two aces, four blocks, Chase Nugent, 14 kills, two aces, eight digs, two blocks. Tyler Campbell, 24 digs. Ashton Wilson, eight kills, one ace, four digs, two blocks. And Jack Forey, 53 assists, two blocks. They went, of course, 20-0 after that game. They went up against a very tough lower Dauphin team on Thursday. Uh, Weren't able to pull that one out. But a 20-1 season for boys volleyball they win the district 3 5a uh, beating governor mifflin earlier in the season but an absolutely fantastic season for boys volleyball and they are going to states yes they are going to states so now here's where i'm gonna have you go ahead and talk a little bit because i need to find something here (laughs) the volleyball game the other night was i'd never attended a volleyball game before and uh the kachazis were there ian was there was a bunch of folks there it was an 
awful lot of fun. It was exciting. It was it was thrilling and and just watching the way they turned around what looked like a sure loss. And the coach, uh, Hadley, first name I'm forgetting at the moment, great job with the boys. And I'll tell you what, it, it, it's a really exciting thing. And if I can find somebody to call volleyball games, I'm going to put some volleyball games on Exeter Sports Network next year. It is quite the sport. It is something I remember, I'm going to say, I, I always remember Karch Karai. Now, yeah, you'll have to go to Google in order Oof. to find out who that is. It's going back a number of years as far as Olympic volleyball, but probably when volleyball, for me anyway, became a sport. You know, one of those, you kind of mm. watch things. But that's when it actually, uh, for me anyway, uh, it, it became something that, okay, volleyball isn't just something you play on the beach when you're on vacation. It's a solid sport and a lot of great things, of course, happening. The other really neat piece about boys volleyball is there were no seniors on the team this year. So everybody's coming back. I think, is that what I understand? One senior. Okay. So it's a very young team. They're all going to be coming back. So expect a lot of good things from them next year as well. With one more year of experience, absolutely. All right. We move to girls volleyball. They finished 7-4 and four in Burks 1. Okay. Taking a look at an earlier game this year against Fleetwood, Riley Mack, 21 kills, 5 aces. This was against Fleetwood, a 3-1 victory. Caitlin Stanley... Nine kills, ten digs, five aces. Libby Swoyer, 39 assists. Liliana Magazu, 10 digs. At that point, the Eagles were 7-4 seven, seven and four after that particular game. I guess that was actually their last league game. But a lot of talent there and certainly on the rise for, for Exeter. Indeed, Darren, and Caitlin Stanley is sitting right over there. Come on. What a surprise. So, of course, we watched Caitlin during softball. Absolutely, we did. Caitlin, very versatile, playing a couple of positions, faking us out on occasion because they would put you over at third base, and we typically didn't <laughs> see you at third base. So it's one of those where we're trying to adjust our bifocals to see who's playing third His base. Bifocals. And surprise, it was you. Yeah. Could have been my bifocals. All right, so let, tell us about your volleyball season. Um, we lost a lot of seniors uh, the past season of 22. There was Maddie Forey. She was really good, and it was kind of a rebuilding year, but we still had a lot of star players like Riley Mack. She was one of the star like hitters. Um, we had had like, a good back row. It was me, Natalie, Liliana. So it was a good season. So tell us as far as what class are you in? I'm a junior, class of 24. A junior, class of 24. A rising senior. Yeah. Can you believe it already, huh? Yeah. So you're going to be looked to as one of the senior statesmen, of course, on the volleyball team. How do you, how do you feel about setting that example for the younger players? Um, it's kind of scary. Like, they're looking up to me. Like, I don't know. Um, like... It's hard to say, it, like, because of how old I am. Like, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Are Are you going to have a younger team next year? Are you going to have some veterans? Uh, yeah. There's, 
I think eight or nine seniors. Um, there's a lot of freshmen coming up too, so it should be you sh they should be still good when we all graduate. But yeah, it's an older team. So. Eight nine seniors. Yeah, you're yeah. you're certainly gonna gel. Did did you see a spot as far as this year when the team kind of came together? Yeah, yeah. Um, like we all kind of built it together. Like during the end of the season, we all like realized that. It's kind of there. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Caitlin, we appreciate you taking some time with us. Friends, Caitlin Stanley. Thanks, Caitlin. We got to give, you know, the players here a lot of credit. You know, they're coming off cold here, coming up talking to us. Not always the easiest thing. And they're doing a fantastic job, and certainly we appreciate it. So, Darren, during basketball is when we really started interviewing players after games. You know, we did a little bit with football, but I am absolutely amazed. Every time we've spoken to a student athlete, they can all speak perfectly to the game. Tell us what happened, the strategy, everything. I'm so impressed by these kids and their knowledge of the game. They, it, it really is impressive uh, as far as the, the seasoned uh, position that they have, even in broadcast, uh, as far as uh, interviews are concerned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even when, and I'll go back to when we were doing football and I'm interviewing, may it be Anthony or Joey, you know, these guys are towering over me. It mm -hmm. literally was like a Looney Tunes situation. They could have just gone bam and I would have been three feet in the turf. <laughs> it was kind of funny as far as interviewing me at the time. But seeing you stand down on the field next to Anthony Cachese. That was a treat. Wait a minute. That's most people. That's not just me. That's most people. But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure of it. So, all right. We move to boys lacrosse. We are moving right along, Jerry. Excellent. We have covered, let's see, 13, 14, 15 sports thus far. Okay. So we move on. Boys lacrosse, and I think there's one name. Uh, certainly it, there's a team, Tyonis. Yeah, uh, I think he had 7,400 goals this year, 8,200 assists, something, some ridiculous number of goals and assists. Yeah, in fact, he set the, or he actually had uh, the record at Exeter. He's yep. got 100 career goals. Yep. And I think even for the, was it the county? He set the county record. He now holds the county record as well. That's right. So... Boys lacrosse finishing at 7-2, and two, and Burks won 12-7 overall. A fantastic season for them. Girls lacrosse, 5-4 and four in Burks won. They were 11-9 overall. I don't have as much information on the girls that I do on the boys. But needless to say, positive seasons for both teams, looking nothing but up. I believe, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that lacrosse is really a strong sport here in Exeter. And the silence is deafening. I saw a lot of head shaking, so, so I'm going with a yes. So, so there's, always a, uh, there's always a good team, and seeing what we saw this year, good things for next year. All right, we move on to something that we are... Oh, yes, that's right, let's hear it for lacrosse. Thank you. I, I get a little ahead of myself That's here. It's all right, Darren. Thanks for reeling to, me back. You're, you're trying to steer the ship here. I, I appreciate that. All right, baseball. Let's talk some baseball, shall we? All right, and let's see if I can find it in my notes. Go ahead, Jerry. This is where you talk. 
Okay, so we covered, uh, let me see, it was 12 baseball games and uh, six softball games. The 12 baseball games, we were actually, we learned from last year, okay? The first year we covered baseball. Because Mike Boyer, Boyer and I sat out from March 28th and froze our tuchuses off. And we learned to wait until like April the 8th to have a game. Of course, the weather's been great all spring. It wouldn't have been an issue. But we covered the 12 games in, in, in a very about five-week uh, five schedule or so and never failed to disappoint or, or never failed to amaze. I said the wrong thing there. Never disappointed. That's right. Never disappointed. In fact, when you take a look at, and I'm going to see if I can pull up some stats here, see if it comes up for me. But something as far as baseball was concerned, uh, taking a look, it was a rough season, uh, baseball concerned. I know pitching, obviously, is always a challenge at the high school level. Mm -hmm. uh, they went 5-7 and seven in a tough Burks one. They were 12-11 and 11 overall. But from a standpoint of pitching, Devin Sheeran, when he was on the mound, he was shut down. He was mowing folks down. You know, he... He didn't just do it there either. He was also a constant hit threat. He had, I think, four home runs, which included two grand slams. And I mean in a, is it 16, 20-game, 20 20-game 20 baseball season, four home runs, two grand slams. I mean, it's amazing. Something you don't see at the high school level that we did earlier in the season one grand slam an inning is one thing. Yep. Two grand slams in an inning is incredible. Yep. We had that with Devin Sheeran, and then Alex Kelsey came yes, back and did. put a shot to deep right field. Yes, he and did. went out, and it was eight nothing in the first before you really at the bat of an eye. That was one of Alex's two home runs this year. Mm hmm. It was. I like how I'm expecting Jerry to say a little bit more, and then he stops, and here I am scrambling to try Darren, to find Darren, you have to something. recognize I have a limited knowledge of everything, <laughs> and I have so much BS in me. That's all right. Well, that's okay. <laughs> You're doing real well. All right. So without me scrambling for uh, as far as stats and things like that for the boys' baseball team, I know as far as averages were concerned, there were three players. It was Chase Cupid, Devin Shear, and Alex Kelsey – all with a 400-plus batting average. Alex Kelsey, 22 stolen bases on the year. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. He got on base, and you knew he was going to take off. But a lot of talent there, a lot coming back as far as next year. And uh, Joel Marino, the first baseman, one hitting a home run, having a grand slam, yep. as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So a lot of young talent on that baseball team. A lot of things to look forward to for Exeter baseball. We move to softball. Yeah, baseball. let's hear it one for baseball. Time. We moved to softball. They were 8-4, and four and Burks won 13-9 overall. They gave up, and I'm going to try to say this the best thing, because Morgan, say your last name. Morgan Herb. Herb, okay, because sometimes I'll say the H, and then you look at me like I'm saying it wrong. I, you know, So you know, yeah. 
I go the opposite way every time. That I go? Just to screw you up. <laughs> All right. Well, you do it perfectly. All right. So Morgan Herb and Cheyenne Boyles, they gave up a league-best 86 runs uh, as far as in Burks won. So only 86 runs. There was no team that gave up any less runs than those two pitchers. Let me tell you, they were absolutely lights out all season long. A real pleasure to watch. Darren, when we got to the field and we saw Morgan or uh, Cheyenne pitching, we're like, all right, well, we're calling, you know, we're calling a victory, and that's it. Saw several home runs, Morgan putting them out of the park. Uh, also, uh, let me make sure I've got this right. Yaya Flores took yes. one out. She hit a, a walk-off against, and I'm going to forget, maybe it was Wilson or something like that. But the signature win for Exeter, and, and I go back to this game because this was an absolutely amazing Oh, looks like we've got softball we've players. We've got softball. Yeah, notice. She's like, oh, no, 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 it's not me. We already embarrassed Caitlin. That's so, right. So, so let's get our other player. So I'm, I'm going to go through this. Yep, I'm going to go through this. And by the time you get up here, we'll Come talk on. to you. That's okay. Come on up. It's all right. So this was a signature win. It was Monday, May the 8th, and it shocked us as well as we were calling the game. Exeter playing Wilson. They come out getting two runs in the bottom of the first. It was at home. Then in the bottom of the second, they score six. In the bottom of the third, they score five. I will never see another team like Wilson as shell-shocked because Wilson came in on a winning streak. Wilson had probably a lot of, uh, lot of attitude coming into that game, and they were shut down. They were completely and utterly defeated very early in the game. Shut them down. It's over. Morgan Herb pitched a no-hitter, one-walk, five-strikeout game. In that game, Taylor Hill went two for three, two RBIs, three runs scored. Let me tell you something. If you wanted somebody at the top of your lineup, that's who you wanted. This, she got on base, and she moved really the catalyst for the team. Caitlin Stanley in that game had a run and an RBI. Haley Schwank, the shortstop. Yeah, let's hear it for her. The shortstop, a hit, a run, three RBIs. It was up and down the lineup that they shut Wilson down. And who do we have joining us today? Taylor Hill. It's that's Taylor Hill. Hill. You know what? I thought it was you because I saw a shirt over there. I think that's Taylor. <laughs> All right, Taylor. You're the top of the lineup. You're leadoff. What's your attitude every single time you get in that box? Um, just trying to get on base to the my best to the best of my ability. I think this year because we lost four seniors, including our leadoff from last year, it was something different. Like the lineup changed a lot, so had to adjust to it. I guess. Yeah. So you're the lefty hitter. You, do you do a lot of slap hitting? Yeah, I do. Uh huh. And I'm going to bet with the slap hitting you get that extra step or two off because you beat out a lot of infield hits. You would slap one down to the third baseman, and by the time she literally had the ball to fire it, you're already at first. So you've got some wheels on you. Thanks. You're welcome. Absolutely. Where, where do you get the wheels from, mom or dad? Maybe a mix of both. Oh, she played it right. She played it right. All right. See, look at that. They know, they know the answers. <laughs> These kids are so smart. <laughs> All right, Taylor, where class-wise, where are you at? 
Uh, I'm a junior this year. All right. So now you're going to be setting the example. Any, I don't want to say pressure. It's not pr any pressure. But you guys had a solid season this year. Now you're going to be looked to as far as setting that example. You've got a young core, of course, Shen, uh, over there pitching, playing first base. So what's your thought process going into next year? Yeah, I think we can have a really good season next year and even make it farther and hopefully returning back to counties and districts. Mm -hmm. And what's it like roaming center field? I used to play center field like back when Ty Cobb played. What's it like being out there? Because you're taking charge. And, you know, now you had a little bit of a veteran outfield. Yaya was over and right making a lot of great plays this year. So what, what's it like out there roaming center field? I think that it's just a lot of communication more than any other spot in the outfield that I played before. I think you just have to talk even more since you're beside two people instead of one. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we wish you all the best. Thanks for coming up here impromptu and sharing some time with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Taylor Hill. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. All right. See, the other thing we have to share with them, too, when we call softball games, we're not exactly, as we are with baseball, right yeah. behind home plate where we yep. can, as far as facial recognition is concerned, we're literally beyond the left field wall on the left side. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the best spot. You can see everything perfectly. So the only thing I was doing was really covering myself up, not knowing what Taylor looked like. Yeah, we don't get to see that, their face. That didn't really. That's the truth. Yeah, because that, that's one of the that's things the when truth. they sit down, and I'm like, and you are? <laughs> don't forget that Taylor was also a, a base-stealing machine, was she how many not? How many uh, stolen bases did you have, Taylor? Oh, come on. You don't know the number. All right. You're, you're humble. That's good. That's a good trick. It had to, to be have. 18 or 20. There you go. Well, that's what we're saying. You had I know, no. Look at her being 19 modest. stolen bases on the year. You led the county. That's what we're saying. It's over. Okay. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it for Taylor leading the county. All right. Let's go back to our notes, shall we? We covered baseball. We covered softball. What else could I possibly have here? Girls lacrosse. Girls lacrosse. Girls lacrosse. I already covered the boys lacrosse, and the girls lacrosse obviously wasn't on the same page. So, tell you what, I'm going to do the girls lacrosse later. Okay. Uh, you know what? Where is Patty or John? Because here's where we go to the bullpen. Here's where we go to the bullpen? Well, I'm calling the kitchen the bullpen. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, yes, see, uh-huh, that's Man. it. You went to the bullpen. See, yep. you had to make the yep. call. And I did. I, I yeah. did it just exactly the right way. That's right. So, Give me the righty. So while I pull up the lacrosse, we're going to wait for our guest, Kazimir Moravich. That's right. We're going to talk tennis. The French Open going on right now. You know what? I am so out of touch. I, I, I watch, you know, ESPN or CBS Sports or whatever, and they put the scrolling at the bottom. I know nobody that's playing. I mean, if it's not like Rafael Nadal, I don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, tennis is not a thing that I can keep up with either. I used to, but not anymore. Well, you have a little more going on in your life now than when you were 18. <laughs> Details. Yeah, I was stealing 19 bases and leading the county. <laughs> All right, maybe that I wasn't I kind of doubt me. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I doubt it, too. 
All right. Well, you know what? Let's while we're waiting for Casimir, let's talk swimming, shall we? Go that's swim. one that's here on the list yet. All right. So swimming, my kids grew up swimming. Uh, different school, but uh, swimming something very near and dear to my heart. And I remember, and this is going back 10, 5, 10 years ago, Exeter always had a very solid uh, swimming team, a lot of incredible individuals as far mm -hmm. as swimming. So for the girls, we're going to talk some district results. Megan Unruh in the 200 free finished second. June Grimm in the 50 free was fifth. Lauren Ramsey in the 100 fly was second. And let me tell you something. She set a new school record, 57.43. School records aren't the easiest thing to set, so congratulations to Lauren on that. The 200 free relay, yeah, let's hear it for her. The 200 free relay of June Grimm, Lauren Ramsey, Gabby Istanez, and Megan Unruh finishing third. And we'll go into more girls swimming in a second. But we've got Casimir. Moravich. Moravich. I would have said it wrong, and that's why, because <laughs> you make me double clutch every... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Casimir. <laughs> all right, Casimir, tell us why you're up here. Uh, I'm, I'm the cook. I'm the one that cooked all your food, so... <laughs> hey! <laughs> That's right. We, we decided to give him a little air time Okay, as well. we're done with you. Get yeah, out see of you here. later. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so, Casimir, I understand you played tennis. Yeah, I've played tennis. Yeah, how long have you been playing tennis? Uh, for about three or four years now. Three, four, four years? Yeah. All right. And uh, how's your backhand? Uh, it's better than my forehand, I think. <laughs> I, I think it's as good as my forehand. So. All right. So tell us about your season. Uh, it was pretty good. I, I, played, I played number four seed this year, which I wanted to be number two or three, but ended up not happening. But it was, like, it was fun playing like, all the way to the counties. And too bad I didn't make it to the states, but it was, it was fun playing in the counties again because last year I played counties a little, but I didn't go as far as I did this year. But. So the boys' tennis squad finished 6-2 in Berks 1-11-6 overall. Of course, Teddy Snyder, and I'm going to mention some others here, Jake Taransky, Dong-Hoo Kim, Philip Cano. Tell me, what, what kind of team did you put together? Uh, it was just a team that we've, we've been together since two, three years now, and we're, we just last year it was kind of sad because we kind of lost a lot of people, but this year it was nice to be, be together with everybody. But it's kind of nice because I'm getting Dong-Hoo Dong Kim, the, number, no, the kid that ended up playing above me, I'm getting him the, the work for me tomorrow, so his first day is tomorrow. <laughs> but. Well, you got the pull. So tell us about you're a graduating senior. So tell us about you setting the example. You know, it's one of those where you're always thinking about it, or maybe you're not thinking about it as you're coming up through the ranks, and all of a sudden, you know what? You're the one they're looking at now. Um, yeah, I, I did online school, and doing, doing work and tennis was a lot, but like, I kind of just procrastinated too much because, like, since since freshman year, I, I've gotten extensions like on extensions. But this year was kind of a little like too much with with tennis because I didn't expect for how busy it would, would really be or like how busy it was like consistently would be here. But like last year, it was kind of it was kind of steady like working with school and tennis. But this year it was just it was like a lot. But it was nice to have like we had more 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 help in the kitchen now. But it was just a lot with, with tennis, but this year, it was, just, it was perfect this year, though, because so, I, 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 I get to work online, but at school, too, so 
I kind of still can kind of work from home still, but it's perfect for, for the restaurant. But you have a question, Jerry? Uh, I'm going to take that as a no. Are, no, no. <laughs> are you done with the olive burger recipe yet? Uh, not, not officially yet. We got we to gotta get it on the menu or on the burger sheet, but we need, we need a nice burger sauce, a, bur- a burger sauce for, for burgers, but we need one. All right, so Casimir, if you have a superpower, what part of your tennis game <laughs> do you change? Um, ooh. Mm. Oh, apparently there's nothing to change. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, I would probably change, uh, hmm. Maybe you're not, maybe not forgetting water all the time, but I always forget water bringing in tennis. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that is something that's important. Well, Casimir, we appreciate you taking some time talking to us. Appreciate everything that you do back there for us. Thank you. Thank and uh, good luck to you and all your future thank endeavors. You, Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go back to swimming. And we were talking about, let me go to my notes here, district results. As I mentioned, Exeter Swimming for years has always had incredible talent, the numbers and, and as far as uh, performances. So in talking about district results, in the 100 free, Gabby Istanez was seventh in the 500 free. Have you ever swam distance? Uh, 20, 30 feet at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much uh, the 500 free Megan Unruh second uh, in the 500 free Mary Carl was seventh in the 100 back Lauren Ramsey third and in the 400 free relay Gabby Easton is Lori Ramsey June Grimm Megan Unruh finished third and the girls were third overall in team points. So that's impressive, an absolutely spectacular. Uh, outing at districts for the girls. Uh, let's hear it for them. So we go to the boys as far as uh, districts were concerned. In the 200 medley relay, Caden Hughes for the boys, William Fanning, Evan, Carl, Jack, Saheda, seventh, setting a new school record of 138.15. That's fantastic. And William Fanning in the 200 IM, 157.51, also a new school record. So absolutely, William Fanning, he was first in the 100 breast as well. So uh, just an unbelievable talent there. And, of course, a number of individuals made it to states as well. Megan Unruh, June Grimm, Lauren Ramsey, Mary Carl, and a couple of relays for the boys William Fanning in the 200 IM. So an unbelievable season for the boys and girls swimming. Let me see if I can get the, let's see. The boys five and two in Burks one, six and two overall. The girls six and one in Burks one, seven and one overall. Again, a phenomenal season for Exeter swimming. Let's hear it for them. All right. Do we want to do a final break? Sure. Let's do a final break, Jerry. And we'll remind everybody that they're listening to the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media.
your entertainment spot in Exeter. There's something every day of the week. Dancing to the Oldies on Monday, Open Mic Tuesday, Trivia or Live Music on Wednesday, Thursday is Karaoke with Angie, and Live Music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Entertainment galore, great food, and the friendliest people in Berks County. The New Birdies Inn, 160 Old Freedensburg Road in Exeter. It's the inn thing to do. Check Birdie's Facebook page for the full entertainment schedule. We are back on the Exeter Sports Network. We have one sport to cover. 26 down, one to go, and that's girls lacrosse because I was scrambling to get their information. Okay. <laughs> so I had Fair to come enough. back to them. So girls lacrosse, they finish the season. Let me take a look at all of my notes here. Of course, you know, much like would happen during the regular season where our pages just got blown all over the place. So girls lacrosse finished 5-4 and four in Burks 1, 11-9 overall. Looking back at an earlier game, May the 5th against Ephrata, recognizing some players on the team. Megan Unruh in that game, 6 points, 2 assists. It was an 18-6 Exeter win. Also scoring Morgan Gilbert, Rosie Laverty. 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 I screwed her name up in basketball yeah. season long. Again, another one of those where, for whatever reason. Reese Davis, Molly Gehring, Mackenzie Menser, Haley Pearsall, Marley Weller, Jordan Jarrett, all scoring in that game. Again, a positive season for them at 5-4 and four in league play. Let's hear it for girls lacrosse. And Jerry, with that one other, that, that covers 27 high school sports at Exeter, one more mention, and that is a thank you to Tom Legath for providing some information to us. Thank you for the coaches all season long who have been providing us stats and content, things of that nature. And, Jerry, thank you to you. Well, thank you to you, Darren, and, and to, to our buddy Ian and to to Nate and Ryan and Mike and everybody who contributed in getting these broadcasts on the air. And also thanks to the parents who push their kids, who get their kids to the, uh, to the events 
and also thanks to the administrators who don't get in the way. And you've already mentioned Tom Legath, who it is not an accident that he is presiding over the golden era of Exeter sports. And also want to thank, of course, a number of individuals, players here from Caitlin and Taylor and Anthony and Teddy and Casimir and who am I forgetting? Um, Victoria came up and talked to us. Cindy talked to us. So, again, thank you for everyone that participated in this afternoon's festivities. And a big thanks to Patty and John Moravich, the owners of the new Birdies Inn, the best place in Exeter. Thank you for having us. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate it. Anything else, Jerry? No, we are, well, maybe, not no. We are definitely planning a big year next year. We start with football in the fall, and we'll, of course, do boys and girls basketball and wrestling in the winter and uh, baseball and softball in the spring, as we did this year. And next year, I'm hoping that we get some other fall sports in, spots here and there, soccer maybe, some other things, some other winter sports. Uh, You know what I would love to do? And I think you threw this at me originally last year. We should do a bowling match. I, I, it's, I, do take, take video along with us and, and do the, the old school, like ABC. Remember when you used to watch bowling when you were a kid? I watched Earl Anthony as a exactly. kid. You, you say Earl Anthony and Mark Roth to people these exactly. days are the kids. They have no idea. But those yeah. were, you know, as far as right. Weber and all those guys, those I'd were the ones I I'd love to do a bowling yeah. match. Yeah. So 1970s and 80s graphics, right? we're there. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of sports next year, hopefully. And our thanks has to go out to everybody who helps make this happen. And everybody who listens and downloads the podcast after the games. Because we once again set a record for listeners this year over last year. And we blew it away. Yeah, absolutely. Can't thank everybody enough as far as for your support that allows us to do what we do uh, for reaching out to our sponsors and what have you that certainly are the, uh, you know, the engine behind what we're able to do here. Exactly. And that would be it. And that would be it. So, friends, the Exeter 2022-2023 Sports Roundup has come to an end. We thank you for participating Again, Darren Ziner, he's Jerry Gellif. Thank you for joining us on the Exeter Sports Network. We hope you have a great evening. God bless. Thank you for joining us for the Exeter Sports Wrap-Up 2023, live on the deck at the new Birdies Inn. We'll be back in the fall with the full Exeter football schedule and some other surprises, too. Enjoy your summer and join us in the fall for another full year of sports broadcasts. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media.